0: He usually does. Morning, morning, morning. Welcome, welcome. <sighs> Hi, everybody. Welcome, City Church. We appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for coming out today on this glorious, beautiful, wonderful, at least warm Sunday morning, right? Right, 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 right. Hi. So a couple of things before we get started. A, if you haven't noticed, we are in a new building. Just in case you were wondering. We're here, right? Uh, If you were a guest with us, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you being with us. We did not put out communication cards today, but they will be out shortly. Uh, And then if you wouldn't mind, whenever that's done... Just let us know you're here. I'd love to get to know you a little more. Uh, we are going to be meeting in the fellowship hall for the first few weeks we're here while we're waiting for the upper floor to become accessible. Uh, there's still a couple of things that need to be done by the other church until we're fully ready to start stepping into the sanctuary. However, following the service, anyone likes, I would, feel, I would love to walk you around and let you get to see the space. Uh, it would be nice, right? Oh, goodness. We have a couple of things to know. One is this. This coming Saturday, the 11th, right, the 11th, I changed it, I fixed it, right, the 11th, we'll be having our vision and planning meeting for the year. We'll be having it in this very room, right, so if you have any questions as to where you're supposed to go, this is it. Leaders, we would like to welcome you in uh, at 9.30 for some prayer and planning time, and then everybody else is welcome to join us at noon. We'll be here from noon to 2, praying and planning and deciding, where we think Jesus is calling for us to be serving in our area throughout this coming year. And so that'll be fun, and it'll be a nice way for us to get used to starting to see how we're going to function as a ministry whenever we're in a space like this, right? So please feel free to come out. We would enjoy having you out. There's prayer meeting that'll be starting up again next week at 10 o'clock in the morning before service. Likely we'll be a meeting for prayer in the office, though we may choose a different place to do so over time. And the kids' ministry, if you don't know, is currently located up the stairs directly out here, all right? So if you have any questions about kids' ministry space, please feel free to wander up with your kids following the time whenever we release them. Let's take a moment. Let's pray together for the first time as a congregation in our new meeting space. Let's get ready to worship the Lord here together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being you. We thank you for new things for different ways which we can grow and glorify you. We thank you for the fact that you have made it possible for us to find this new community to be a part of. We thank you for the Korean church who was hospitable and welcomed us in, who bought us donuts this morning. And Lord, we thank you for the fact that you are glorifying yourself in Canton. Father, I pray you would be with us as we worship you today. May we remember that the church is not the building, but the church is your people. May we worship you in spirit and truth, and may we pour ourselves out to you today and tomorrow and every day you have graced us with in this world. Lord Jesus, you are glorious, and we praise you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand and worship with us today?
1: Who breaks? Who breaks the power? Sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above our king Who shakes the whole with holy thunder who leaves us breathless and all in wonder the king of glory the king above our King This is amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross, you would lay down your life, that I would be set free. I sing for All that you've done for me Who brings our chaos Back into order Who makes the orphan A son and daughter The King of glory The King of glory Who makes the nation Truth and justice shines like the sun in all oh, love its brilliant. The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that You would take my. That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life And I would be set free yeah. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me Worthy these them who slain Worthy is the King who conquers the grave. And worthy is the Lamb who was slain. And worthy is the King who conquers the grave. And worthy is the Lamb who was slain. worthy is the King who conquers the grave. And worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would be set free As I sing for All that you've done for me All that you've done for me All that you've done for me Sing this is This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place cross. You will lay down your life, that I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. you for being here. Lord, the fact that this is a new beginning, but you are the same God that was with us at the old place. And you are the same God that's with us here and wherever you take us in the future.
0: We just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. <sighs> Hi, everybody. This time, offering is going to come around. If someone wouldn't mind passing that around, the bucket's hiding up here right now. Thanks, Abby. Oh, man, we have two rows. We're going to need more offering people at some point. Forgot about that concept. Do a run, Micah. Do a run. (laughs) All right, this is going to be fun zigzag pattern happening. While this is ongoing, children, if you wouldn't mind making your way up here for me, come up front. I have a surprise for you. It's not a very good one. It's just a little one. Are you ready for this? Guess what? Guess what? Are you ready for this? Guess what? First of all, I wanted to say thank you very much for the awesome picture y'all gave me last week. It was so cool. I love it. I really appreciate it. Thank you, both of you children. All right. But you guys want to know another secret that's going to be fun? You don't have to walk outside to go to your classes anymore. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Makes me happy. Makes your parents happy, probably. Makes the teachers happy, probably. But you do still have to do some stairs. I'm sorry. All right. Can we pray for you before you get ready to go? Yeah? Let's do some praying real quick. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for these kids. Father, we praise you for the the future they represent, for the current uh, joy they bring, for the ways in which they are growing in you and maturing in you. And Lord God, we pray that you would continuously draw them closer to you. We want them to have a relationship with you, Lord, because you want them to have it. Lord, give them this relationship. Pour yourself into them. Show them you love them. And proclaim your word to them today. Jesus, thank you for them again. It's your name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all are dismissed. Kids, people, I should have probably said you can go, too. What was I talking about? I'm backwards. I'm out of sync. I'm out of order here. I'm going to end up sitting on this stage riser, though, these stairs, quite a bit. I can already tell. That's going to be my serious mode right there. All righty. Now, there's going to be a bit longer of an exodus than there usually is this week, as people are getting acquainted to what rooms they're supposed to be in, things of that nature, right? So give us a few seconds for people to get back. And then we'll get started up again. Uh, Eventually, we will be meeting in this space, just in case you all are wondering. That space. We will be up there soon. There's a couple of things we're waiting on, and one of the main ones that we're waiting on is actually for the building to be brought up to accessibility standards, because we have several people who have limited accessibility that come to our congregation on a frequent basis, one of which is my dad, right? And we would like for everyone to be able to worship together, and so... We're going to be worshiping here until it is prepared for all of us to worship together up there and there's a reason why we're doing this and that's because the church isn't the space the church is christ's people right the church isn't where we're standing right now the church is you and me and it's oftentimes easy to forget this concept because we always go to church on sunday mornings right goodness whenever i was writing the flyer up to post on the walls quickly this morning because I forgot to plug in my computers, obviously. Thanks, Micah, for the help with the quick setup. I almost put on the flyers. The church has moved. The building has moved. But it hasn't, right? The church itself isn't a place. The church is the people, and wherever we gather together is where we are celebrating and worshiping together. This is a gathering and worship space. This isn't Christ's church. So as I was looking through Different ways in which we could celebrate the fact that we have moved into a new space. One of the things that weighed heavily on me is we don't want to make this transition about the space. Because if we focus on this building, we're going to miss out reaching out to the people who surround us, right? We're going to miss out on our purpose, which is to proclaim God's word wherever we go, wherever we are. If we focus on here, We're not focusing on where Christ wants us to focus, right? So instead of awesome verses about temples or tabernacles or anything of that nature, we decide to go with 1 Corinthians 12 today. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31, which says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, though many, are in one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong in the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And then finally, and I will show you still a more excellent way. In this section of Scripture, Paul is speaking through to a group of people who at different points had become somewhat separated or broken apart. They had divisions and strifes coming between them. They were separating over ideals of what was appropriate teaching versus inappropriate teaching. They were separating over ideals of what were appropriate ways to use their bodies, honestly. And Paul lays this down for them. The church, the body of Christ is you. It's you. The church is the people. If we are Christ's body in the world, if we are the place where he dwells, if we are his temple on earth, then it is the people that matter. We matter to God. You matter to him individually. His people matter to him. Now, we know this. Sometimes we get caught up in what churches are supposed to do and be, what Christians are supposed to do or be, right? But there are a couple things that we can never walk away from. And the first is this. We were never meant ever to exist. See, I'm already sitting here. We were never, ever meant to exist as unilateral individuals functioning on our own as islands apart from community. Never was supposed to happen, guys. From the beginning of Genesis... God starts making things, right? And God makes things very well. He does things very good. So he makes the heavens and the earth. He makes the, uh, yeah, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. That's the first part. I remember. He creates the heavens and the earth. He creates light, and it's good. He creates, uh, he separates water, and it's good. He sets lights into the sky, and it's good. He creates all of the plants, it's good. All of the fish, it's good. He creates all of the animals, and it's good. Then he creates man. And he's creating this thing in his own image. And the first thing he says after creating man, and ladies, remember this, is it's not good, right? It is not good for man to be alone. It's not good. We were created to exist in community with one another. A lone individual was not fully created yet had not reached that pinnacle of goodness of the rest of creation. And so God created others. He created woman. He gave the ability for man to function within community with each other, right? And it is in community that we can actually demonstrate God's gloriousness fully. By ourselves, we can glorify God to an extent, because yes, we were all created in his image, and yes, we can all demonstrate him as individuals, right? But together, we are more than the sum of our parts. We are more together than just a collection of individuals. Together, we represent the image of God in this world, and it is together that we have to move to do it, right? So ladies and gentlemen, as we embark on this new stage in city church's life as we begin gathering in a new place don't allow your focus to shift to what it's not supposed to be don't allow it to shift into assuming that now that we have this building we're established and we're good and we can gather someplace and this church is now a church because we have a church building we've been a church since we started we've been as people since we started We'll be his people here. Lord willing, if he moves us somewhere else in the future, we'll be his people there too. But here's the really important part, guys. If you notice, Paul also spent a whole bunch of time pointing out there that sometimes the people that we assume matter the most in a church are sometimes given priority, but they're not supposed to be. Sometimes people may think that the leaders are what matter in a church. But the leaders don't. (laughs) Because Christ is the leader, right? I'm saying this badly. Let me see if I can say this better. Hold on a second. I'm stealing this. By this I mean the thing I should be looking at, the Bible. Paul says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Then he says this. And God has appointed to the church apostles, prophets, teachers, those who work miracles, those with gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and tongues, right? Those who can do things that are considered miraculous. But then he says, are all of these? these? Is everybody a prophet? Is everyone an apostle? Is everyone a teacher? Does everyone work miracles? No, of course not. We're not all called to be the same. If you're looking to another member of this body and saying, I think that's exactly what I should look like as a follower of Christ. If I just perfectly mimicked Micah, I would be who I'm supposed to be in Christ. You're not going to because you're not supposed to be Micah. Christ created Micah to fulfill a specific role within his church. Christ created me to fulfill a specific role. Christ created you to fulfill a specific role as well. And each of those roles are important. If we are going to be the church Christ has called us to be in this place where I think he's called us to be, this place he's called us to actually indwell in and to reach out to our community in, it's going to require each of us to function as Christ has called us to function. We can't just hang out and show up for worship and be happy participating but not actively engaging the world around us. I need you to help build this church. I can't do it alone. Jay can't do it alone. The elders can't do it alone. The deacons can't do it alone. If we were to put something together on our own that we can do on our own, it wouldn't be the church Christ has called us to. I need you You guys know I've mentioned multiple times this vision thing that's coming up in a week, right? Coming up on Saturday. Huh? No, not at all? Never heard of it? It's okay. No, it's cool. You can make fun of me. I deserve to be made fun of on many occasions. I liked it. Yeah. I need you to be a part of that. Because if I'm the only one directing where this church is going if the leaders are the only ones directing where this church is going, we may very well be missing out on what Christ is calling us to do as a community. You matter. For all I know, the big thing that City Church is supposed to be doing in Canton is something that has been rattling around in one of your brains for the past five years. And it might be the very thing that we're called to as a community. And I'll never know about it if you don't speak up. You have places that you are serving that we will never reach As the leaders of this church, you have places that you are loving and people that you know and are caring about, people that you're proclaiming the gospel to that we have no access to. And honestly, we may never have access to. You will carry the gospel far further than I ever could. What I'm saying is, yeah, we made it into the building, but our work is just starting. This building is not an end. I'll be honest, for me at times it felt like it because I kind of wanted to die during some of this process, right? It's like, nope, nope, I'm checking out. I'm just going to go fall asleep forever. Uh, But it's not an end. This is a means. The only reason why we have this building is because we think that Christ wants us to be reaching the people who are around here. We wouldn't have moved forward if it wasn't the case. But now that we're here, It's time to start reaching. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what would I like you to do over these next coming weeks? One, I'd like you to be praying. Pray for us as a community that Christ would uh, inspire us and proclaim to us what it is he wants us to be doing. Right? Right? pray also that we would not allow ourselves to become distracted by the things that can easily distract right buildings can distract it's one of the major uh threats of having a large old facility having access to one they can very easily cause the work to pile up and i could spend all of my time working on this place instead of going out and proclaiming like christ has called me to right So I'd like you to pray that we don't become distracted, that we don't lose sight of what Christ has called us to. I'd like you to pray that God would reveal to us what he would like us to be doing in this next year. Where would he like us to be proclaiming him? How should we be reaching out and loving those around us? How do we show Christ to a world that desperately needs him? What should we be doing, right? So pray. That's number one. The next thing I'd like you to do is to begin prayerfully considering what Christ has called you to do who he has called you to be. What role you're called to play in the communities you're part of, in your church, in your uh, relationships around you, in your families. What role are you as an individual called to play? And how can you grow in that role? There are some here, guys, who are amazing evangelists. People who have, for some reason, the ability to sit down with people And have conversations with them that glorify Christ and proclaim him. Easily, right? I'm not one of those people. Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm not. But Jake's one of those people, right? You ever seen Jake just sit down in a bar? Or a coffee shop? Or a random sidewalk? And how many people end up talking to him? And the conversation ends up moving towards Jesus? that's good you may have that gift you may not have realized it you may have gifts of administration you may have gifts of uh, uh, prophecy you may have gifts of f- telling truth which is what prophecy is you may have gifts of uh, teaching or preaching you may have gifts of service generosity you may be hospitable There are so many gifts. How do I help you use yours? You see, my job, and what I've spent too long not doing, my job is not to be the primary face of City Church. My job is not to be the primary speaker or teacher. My job is not to be the main administrator. My job is to be equipping you to do what Christ has called you to do. I'm to be an equipping pastor, and I know this. So how can I equip you? Be praying about that. And then pray as well that Christ would do the work he is doing in Canton, that his will would be done and not ours. Because it's not my will that matters, it's not your will that matters, it's Christ's will that matters, right? If we are his body, we are submitting ourselves to his headship. We're submitting ourselves to his authority. And we're saying, Christ, it's not what we want to do. It's what you want to do. And so please, Lord, do what you want to do in Canton. Please do what you want to do in the United States. Please do what you want to do in the world. And Lord God, use us as you see fit. So pray for that too, if you wouldn't mind. All right? (sighs) Having said all that, I say this again. I got to leave the last church building that we were in, proclaiming Christ. And I get to enter this one doing the same, right? We know that we are members of this body not because of our will or our works, but because of Christ and who he is and what he's done, right? The only reason why these communities exist in the world is because Christ himself has glorified himself by offering himself for you. Jesus was betrayed to death by people. He died, really. He offered up his life because his death was not taken from him. His death was given by him. He offered up his life for you and for me. He lay dead for three days, and in that time, Tasted death, and then he lived, he resurrected, he rose again, and his life is what brings victory. You see, in his resurrection, in his perfect life before this, and in his resurrection now, Jesus defeated sin and death forever. He overcame our burden that we had to bear, He broke the burden of sin and death and despair, ripped it in half by his life. And then he offered that life to you. We can never forget what Christ has done for us, we can never forget what he offers to the world. He overcomes the brokenness between the world and its creator. He overcomes the brokenness of the world due to our sin. He overcomes the brokenness that lives and exists inside us. And he offers life everlasting. And we know that he will return. And he will fully restore the world to what it's supposed to be. This is our hope. This is what we work towards, this is what we anticipate, this is what we as his body rejoice in. This is why we celebrate him, guys, and this is why we gather. And we will gather and celebrate this for as long as he calls for us to, until we die or until he returns. Celebrate this. Amen? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being willing to be here. On our first Sunday gathering together and worshiping here, I anticipate many, many opportunities to do so in the future. And I'm excited to worship him with you in a new space. I want to hand the mic over to Jake for communion, and we're going to worship him through communion together. Huh? You want me to pray real quick? I'll pray real quick. Sure, I'll pray. Whatever. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. Father, we praise you for uh, offering us salvation through your blood. We praise you for building your church and building it up so well. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be a small part of your worldwide church. Thank you for allowing us to gather together and worship with and celebrate with other believers, Lord. Thank you very much for allowing us to worship in the same space as another congregation that is another part of your body. Father, I pray that we would be able to proclaim you well to a world that needs you. And Lord God, may you be glorified. It's your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
2: So uh, it's the first time doing communion in this space. And uh, initially, uh, when we were moving in here and stuff like that, I was all bummed out when I found out we were going to be in this room, right? And so I was all like in flustered and frustrated um but then through like moving with you guys and stuff like that, it's been one of the most uh enjoyable things for me. Uh people I haven't got to spend much time talking to, I got to talk to more, I got to learn more about, uh we got to joke around, got to break stuff in the trash. That was that was fun. But um being here, um my inner in case you guys don't know, I like metal music, right? And uh I know who would have guessed that, right? Um but one of the things I love is like when we were just smooshed together and we're like celebrating something together. Um, and so oftentimes you go to a metal show, there's a giant mosh pit, you walk out and you're covered in everybody else's sweat but your own's, but like you walk away and you're just like, that was one of the best moments of my life, at least that's how I am. Um, and so when we came here and we kind of all funneled into this room, and maybe I see Chelsea just shaking her head. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but, uh. That's one of the things that I I just love is that we've maintained this community. And I love that we've maintained this community of a lot of it was brokenness. Uh, It was a previous church that was broken, another church that came that was broken. Um, And one of my favorite lyrics um, by a spoken word guy called Listener is that the church is built of shipwrecks. And I think that's a really good analogy of what the church is, is that the church isn't put together by these perfect blocks of wood or these perfect cuts, um, but literally are shipwrecks. Um, We're all broken, we're all pieces of wood that are mended together and molded together to make the church that Christ has called us to be. So regardless if it's in this little fellowship, cafeteria-style room, or if it's in a sanctuary and stuff like that, um, it's a reminder that Christ first broke himself so that we could be mended. Christ first poured himself out so that way we could pour ourselves out, so we can model ourselves after him. Um, So as we participate in communion, I ask you to um, be considering uh, where you can be serving each other. Where um, in somebody else's life is there a brokenness that can be mended um, through you with Christ? Um, I was thinking earlier this week, too, even like the the concept of humility. Uh, And C.S. Lewis talks about how humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Um, And so considering that as you're pursuing and helping each other, as we're building up the city of uh, Canton, as we're building up our small community here, Um, that we would really be asking ourselves, how can we be mending the brokenness in other people's lives? How can the church transcend whatever room we're in? So think on that, meditate on that. Um, When you're ready, please feel free to come up and participate in communion with us.
1: It is well, it is well. Through. shall resound and the Lord shall descend
0: pray, everybody. Lord Jesus, you are so good, and we are good because of it. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place, that we would continue worshiping you as your body, that we would continue proclaiming you boldly, that we would continue glorifying you with every moment of our lives. Lord Jesus, as we go, may we be your church. Lord, show us what that means. Show us how to do it. And, Lord God, use us for whatever you want us to be used for. May we glorify you in everything we do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, a couple things for you before you go. One, don't, don't forget your kids. They're on a whole different floor. right? So remember to grab them. Two, be praying for us if you don't mind. If you noticed anything that seemed hazardous or dangerous while you were here, please let us know so that we can get them fixed, that we don't have any kids get hurt or big kids get hurt, all right? And let us know if there's anything that you would like us to do for you. Let me know how I can be equipping you, all right? So as we go, remember to continue going forth and being his church. Have a great week, everybody.